We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is behind Allen, and he tried to push him. He didn't get out of there! He didn't get out? He did not get out! That's a safety! Give it to us! Give us the safety! Look at what's taking so long. Oh, the no, ball came out! Yes, the are Vikings! Are you kidding me? The Vikings are going to win! Are you kidding me? Yes, drop that ball, Josh Allen! That ball came loose! Holy cow! A uh, great call on K-Fan up in Minneapolis. Because he's like, give us the safety, please! That, God, he was like, they uh, had no choice at that point. <laughs> fantastic call. I think that, I think that's Paul Allen there for... Uh, the radio network there for the Vikings, uh, for, for K-Fan. And that I need was to get that ju- call of him making the Justin Jefferson catch. I have that. Do you want, do you want that? Actually, do you I want to hear that as well real okay. quick? I do. The moment that J.J. turned to the Bills' side. I don't know what that That's is. That's weird. It's labeled Jefferson catch, but I... Uh... Maybe it's like a Thomas Jefferson catch or something, because that audio sounded old. Big line and said, hey, Dixie. All right, just whatever that is, get rid of it. I have no idea. That is not. You wanted the catch. Is that like the Kenyan ad that you play sometimes, Nick? I don't know if I still have that. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Whatever whatever that is. Saved in the wrong spot. Either way, great Um, call on the the Neil. You know what it is? Sometimes I trust the the morning show to put in a highlight that's normal. Huge mistake. What do you mean? They, they well, it's, like, not, it's not their responsibility. They, no, to no, to, it's no, it's 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 my. I said huge mistake by me to trust. Like you're about to hurl yeah, but because that's such I, a backhanded way of no, saying no, you no, don't no, like, no, you no. don't trust them. No, they just they have bits built into some of the cuts, but they don't label them like bits. It'll be like, hey, uh, update on Juju Smith Schuster injury, and instead there'll be a cut from Adam Teicher asking how Daniel Corgier, Kilgore is going to practice. I'm like, but I didn't want that in there. That wasn't part of our bit. So I need to. The, the point of this lesson is. <laughs> I should do. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say. Don't don't, don't blame them. For no, not, not. I'm saying it's my fault. The audio. Anyway, all you're saying is that you don't trust him. That's basically well, what you're getting at. By the way, the text line said for the like third time in a week, the morning show had something bad to say about you, so you shouldn't trust them either. Again? No, 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 no. no. Last week they didn't do anything today. It's today. Said, Nick is today? going to have to sue the morning show. Was one of the very they first texts we got. Again? I didn't know that was a, a third straight day kind of thing. Anyway, you heard the call though of. The Bills fumbling in their own end zone. We all thought the game was over when Kirk Cousins came up short at the goal line. So it looked like, oh, man, the Bills are going to survive this thing. Nope, they fumble. It leads to a touchdown. Then they were able to drive down the field quickly where the Bills forcing overtime. And we know Josh Allen ended the game there with a interception. And that is how the Minnesota Vikings won. And now the Chiefs are in sole possession of first place in the AFC. How quickly that lead evaporated. We, we knew the Chiefs would have to make up some ground as the year went on. Did we all think three weeks later, though, 
uh, that they're four weeks later, that the Chiefs would be in first place, not needing to worry about the tiebreaker yet at this point in time. And this is what happened a year ago for, for the Buffalo Bills. You know, now Buffalo ended up still, of course, going to the AFC divisional round, but they had that lead on Kansas City after coming into Arrowhead, an impressive win. And then what happened? They treated they fell it, apart they treated it like their, their Super Bowl. And then they really struggled. Then they got things figured out. It looks like the same thing's kind of happening. They've lost two games in a row. Now, to, to, to good teams, right? The Jets, And they've had injuries. They do. Which can bang, be factoring into that. Banged up secondary. But I think what has to be at least a little concerning and why this is great for Kansas City in the spot they find themselves is that Josh Allen and his offense for the Bills, they haven't scored a touchdown in the second half since that Chiefs game. Josh Allen's committing the turnovers, the red zone turnovers that we saw going back to his first or second year in the league, like those kind of mistakes. That's what's really interesting. It's not just the whole team playing, but he's ma- he's making mistakes. He's costing his his team wins right now. It's bizarre. I think it was Mina Kimes on Twitter pointed out, and that the bizarre part is what it is. She's like, these. You're right. These are the mistakes he was making when he was a rookie in the NFL. And she's like, what doesn't make sense about it is he spent three years not doing that. So like. He made those mistakes, and then over the last two years, really, but specifically last year, he really made zero of those throws. He spent an entire calendar season seemingly washing that part of his game away. And the year before that, he made very few of those. And now all of a sudden, in the last three games, he has three passing touchdowns to six interceptions and is completing less than 60% of his passes. He is rookie year Josh Allen over the last two games, and it's weird it doesn't make sense, and it's not who he is. Now, here's the great news, because I'll, I'll say two things quick. I would not count the Bills out. Let no, me just be very be, clear. Be foolish. You'd be an idiot if you're like, the Bills are done. I don't take them serious anymore. I'm more worried about Miami because they scored a bunch against the Browns. No, 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 no. You should still be the most worried about the Bills. That is concerning. But the fact that we didn't even have to get to Thanksgiving, and they have already reopened the door to the number one seed, and the Chiefs now control their own destiny – and have an incredibly favorable schedule the rest of the way, especially considering the fact teams like the Rams don't look nearly as daunting as they once did. The Broncos are a laughing stock, and the Raiders are in free fall. The rest of the Chiefs' schedule is incredibly favorable. And now they are in the driver's seat for the one seed, and we didn't even have to get to December. This was fantastic news yesterday. It was great development. And, and right now the AFC is four teams. If the playoffs started today, all four teams in that That's division crazy. would be in the postseason. The, the Patriots, the, the Jets, the Bills, yeah, and the Dolphins. And, and it'd be the Dolphins, the two seed in the AFC right now with the Chiefs being the one seed. Now, I don't think it'd be pretty tough mathematically for it to work out. I don't think all four teams, okay, are making it out of the AFC East. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how this impacts seeding. You know, like Josh Allen ended up playing, despite all the talk about the elbow. I don't think suddenly his elbow is just healed. Now he was able to play through it. I, I, I don't know what is causing the mistakes for him. I'm sure that's the number one question they're trying to figure out in, in Buffalo Sports Talk Radio today. I just think this goes back to how well the Chiefs have handled the target on their back and why it is still still so difficult. Look look what's happened to the, the Bengals this year. Look what's happening right this second to the Buffalo Bills. All these expectations on Cincinnati this year, you're coming off a Super Bowl appearance. They've been rocky up and down. They've looked great for a week or so. Then they, then they look like a team that isn't a playoff team. The Buffalo Bills, week one, we're like, oh my gosh, this team legitimate Super Bowl favorite. No problem with that. Nobody's questioning why they were They're the best team. Yeah. They annihilated the Rams. We're now learning the Rams just aren't very good of a football team. Yeah, this that season. Made nothing. But I, I think we're seeing though, when there's expectations on a quarterback, it's difficult when there's expectation, there's pressure on, a, on team. a team. And that's where I do give Andy Reed in the coaching staff 
a lot of credit. They have played with the target on their back for three, four years now. And this was supposed to be the step back season for Kansas City to a certain extent. They're not all in and all this. Brett Veach is trading away and talented guys. The one seed. And they're in virtually the exact same spot they have been in all the other years when you know they were perceived to be all in and not saving some draft capital and not setting themselves up to be in a better spot cap-wise. They're doing both of those things, and they're in line to once again be in position to host an AFC title game, potentially for a fifth straight year with the way the seeding is working out. I said it before the season, and I stand by it now. If you let the Chiefs be the representative from the AFC in the Super Bowl in the year in which they tried less hard than all of you, Miami, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Colts, the Raiders, the Broncos, it doesn't matter. Those are what we talked about the ringers all in index. Yeah. Those are the teams that have more on the line this year than Kansas City. Kansas City's playing like 15 rookies on defense, just traded a third-round pick for a former first-rounder from the Giants who just couldn't get on the field. Like, they're not going at it nearly as hard as you. And they are still right now, halfway through the season, right, that 8-9 stretch, as the number one seed. And they have an easier schedule than anyone outside of Baltimore. So it's like they're in better position than anyone again. So you're going to need them to go through the lull. Because as much as we talk about the Chiefs' midseason lull, we've yet to see a stretch of games where Kansas City just straight up doesn't play good. They have games like the Colts and the Titans where you're like, this isn't the best version of themselves. And then the very next week, they seem to be playing fine. Or the week before, they were playing fine or playing great. They haven't gone through that three or four game stretch they did a year ago or Buffalo did a year ago where they look kind of incompetent for a stretch because the Bills will find it again. But right now, Kansas City looks like they're never going to go through a prolonged version of that. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Do you guys have any less faith that the Bills are going to be? No. One of the top two teams in the AFC. No, they're just going through the season. Well, so you'd have been stupid to say that about the Chiefs last year, and you'd be stupid to say that about the Bills now. So I still think the Bills are are that second best team in the AFC. Now, your question, like, do I feel great that for sure they're going to be a top two seed? No, I don't think you can. I I don't think it's a guarantee that they're a top top two seed. Now, I still don't think even if you told me they were the fifth seed wild card team, that I would think, oh man, they're done. They'd be a very dangerous fifth seed wild card team. What do you think if the game were being played this Sunday? What do you think the line would be if the Chiefs and the Bills play? At Arrowhead? Where? Or, yeah. Or neutral side. doesn't really matter. Arrowhead, sure. Okay. Um, well, Chiefs minus two and a half. Yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs were two and a half, three-point dogs when they faced off uh, a month ago or whatever it was. And we know the that Bills. That was at Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were dogs, and the Chiefs obviously are playing better football than the Bills are right now. Yeah, I think Kansas minus City two. would be, it, it would be more than a pick em, but the Chiefs would not be, I'll tell you, that, the Chiefs sure as hell wouldn't be two and a half, three-point dogs. The Chiefs yeah. would be favorites in that game. What do the Dolphins need to do for us to take them as seriously this as we do the Bills? Beat a good team while playing better defense. Um, it, Silly as that. Because they keep performing. They do. Incredibly well. And I feel like there's nothing that they can do for us to like be satisfied. I think this happens with up-and-coming teams a lot. I mean, they're, they're setting up. They look like if you were to pick a team that could be this year's Cincinnati Bengals, they, they look like that's who they are. And with that, there comes a lot of doubt because you haven't seen it. You haven't seen them get it done in the biggest games possible yet. I'm not saying they can't, but we haven't seen it yet. Win in a postseason we, game. Yeah. It's a rookie head coach. It's a quarterback that a lot of people didn't have any faith in heading into the season, thought was not going to be the long-term answer. So just a lot of like questions, like truly believing it. And for me personally, like, it probably will take them winning a playoff game. 
It really will. Like for me to be like, okay, they did it in the playoffs. Against a good team too. Not just like the Jets get in the postseason and they beat them. Like a real, a real playoff team. As silly as that sounds. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at on the Dolphins. I mean, you bring up a good point about the defense. That's They look a lot like 2018 Chiefs, don't they? Yeah. Can score at uh, any un, moment. Un, can't play like a defense. Unproven. twenty eight Because the Chiefs were unproven in 2018. Unproven. You know, quote unquote, new quarterback. Uh, in this case, new head coach. So it's even worse. And their defense is not any good. The question is what we the same questions we had about the Chiefs in 2018 and 19. It's like, is the defense able to get good enough to where your offense can carry you and that defense won't cost you a game? I think the Dolphins are more 2018 where their defense will end up costing the Dolphins a playoff game. That's what I think of right now with Miami. By the way, uh, if you haven't already checked it out you can go and watch our live stream on, yeah. on facebook and youtube right now a lot of people are asking a question which i think is fair cody <laughs> these cameras are nice right they're they're hd cameras they are you should be able to see you know all of the different features of our faces so people are wondering where's the beard oh it's did it's, you shave no that, that's that's the question it's, it's not there it's not, here hold on for, for the live stream oh, i'll no. put the camera really close oh, to my no. face oh god Is, would that help uh, hold on where are we Please. at view, let me look at the viewership number right now <laughs> all right now go ahead and do it and we'll see how much it drops yep all right, he's moving oh, yeah. the camera. Like, wow, we've already lost oh. multiple people. Oh wow, and we're at zero. Yeah, yeah dude, move it back. <laughs> move it back. Oh my god, that's no. oh. censor that. That is disgusting. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, don't. Man, we're gonna lose viewers now because of you that. You don't think anyone wanted to see that? No. Someone no. was just asking. like an up close shot underneath the chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was way too close for the camera. Well, it's hard for me to do uh. it to myself. Uh. Nobody will ask again. There, oh, then we officially goodness. ended it. This is a perfect time to get to the trash oh, of the day. Let's get to the trash. Trash of the day. Yes, yes, yes. Trash of the day. It's fortunately something that won't be a problem here in a couple of months, but it is embarrassing for our city. And it has to do with something that occurred yesterday at the airport with the silent reporter for CBS. Of course, Jim Nance, Tony Rummel, they have Tracy Wolfson as their silent reporter. They've been together, that crew, uh, for multiple years. And she tweeted out that they were at KCI getting their flight out. And she had a DoorDash, I think Domino's Pizza, yeah. to yeah. the airport. Because as we all know, after about 5 o'clock or these days, really anytime, you can't really get food in the airport. And so it's just, and she tweeted out to her national audience, people were clowning on KC because it is embarrassing. Now, the good news is rightfully so. we are just a couple months away from having a brand new state-of-the-art airport, and we can all be proud of it. And it won't be an eyesore when the first thing people see coming in Kansas City for the first time won't be our terrible airport. So, again, this is not a long-term problem anymore, but it still sucks. Tracy I hated, didn't have to I, do dominoes, I, though. I hated... Yeah, you know what? They should trash her for choosing... <laughs> she was she getting had so it, many pizza choices. She was getting a DoorDash. There's limitations. Also, maybe she couldn't wait an hour for it to be delivered. We don't know the circumstance there. I would have liked if she picked the local spot, but she probably didn't think there was anything delivering to the airport. <laughs> Who knows, man? And she's, I'm glad that this stuff will soon be over. Like, it does look bad. It's a bad look for the city. It'll be nice when the Casey airport jokes are dead because they are fair. It is fair to make fun of us for our sad airport. I just, I hate it. Because, look, we all know the airport sucks from a amenity standpoint. And really, since they knew the airport was coming, they've kind of just given up on the uh, – <laughs> They've kind of just given up on, like, Wouldn't you? the current airport. Why yeah. would you be Dude, keeping – they're just going to bulldoze it the second we're done yeah. here. If you go into the very um, – on Terminal B, <laughs> if you go in at the very um, right end of the terminal, okay, the first gate has just, like, a cornhole board sitting there. <laughs> and this is right in front of a bar 
that has never been stocked or staffed. It's just a bar. They built a bar, never put anything behind it. Never so you can put sit in it, it, but nobody can yeah, serve you. Yeah, nobody will serve you. Cool. There's taps even set up with nothing on them. But right across from that is <laughs> the world-famous Kansas City Cornhole Board. So I think Casey's getting a bad re- How many airports have you been to where you can play tailgating games? Yeah. Hmm? Think about that. I don't require that in my... You know what I require? Some ability to have, like, a working restroom and food available to they you. Have, they have w- running water. The last time I was at the airport, there were, like, three urinals taped off. And they're like, we're not fixing these. Again, they're not putting we're any done. more money. We're they done said here. That, yeah, they, they said, we're not fixing these. Get no, over it. No, it was very clear Go that find that a corner. Was their plan. They don't want to put any money into the old we won't airport. We clean it up. The, with the It'll new just one. stink over there a little bit until somebody else comes around. <laughs> we all appreciate the convenience of the security setup in terms of the line situation at KCI, current KCI, MCI. But it is going to be very nice that when everybody comes to town for the draft and then eventually the World Cup in 2026, uh, that it's not going to be embarrassing. In fact, it's been, wow, this is a really, really freaking nice airport so is, you guys have in Kansas City. Is Jose Cuervo's uh, Tacarito or whatever it's called, is that going to no. is that going to withstand? You say Tacarito? It's something weird like Tacaria. It's Tacaria. Either way, sure. I don't even know if that's a yeah. word, but let's not get... Tacaria is. It's, yeah, it's, it's well, Tacarito, I don't Let's not get bogged down in the details. Will that survive? No, they already given it. They've already listed all the the vendors that, that are going to be in the new airport. That's a staple of Kansas Have City you, air travel. There's a the whole listing of vendors is out. There's going to be a few national, but mostly local places that are going to be in the the new airport. As far as food and some shops and and different things. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> you know how many delicious margaritas we, I've had in there? None, but I've had some <laughs> margaritas and some terrible salsa that tastes like ketchup, but. You it's should, nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your version of it. You should be happy. You're you're you fly out more than any of us. Yeah, I know. I, you're, I know affects, you like the convenience, but you're going to at least have an option. It affects if, it negatively the most because he likes showing up five minutes before his flight. Right, but he, security won't, and he won't mind if he has to be there an extra twenty five minutes if he knows he can get a beer easily. If he can grab some food True. easily. True. It's more for and harass more layovers. security guards. Like I think that's. Who what affects the most? Yeah. Is if you yeah. have a layover. Oh, Kansas is the worst airport right now to have a layover in. Yeah. But the worst. People Pe- avoid it. People avoid yeah. flying and, through Kansas City because of that reason. And I don't know the answer. Like, how many layovers are there in like, Kansas City? Is not a huge layover. Like, you know, there's some cities where you know it's common to have a layover in well, it might be Denver. More, it might be, might be more now because there are more flights, more flights. that are going to be coming in and out. I hope so. Get a couple nonstops to to Munich next year for the Chiefs game that happens. Hopefully, we can play some of that audio in the audio fun. Bag. That, was that was awesome. Was a scene. Of- that was an awesome scene for the Bucks and Seahawks game. The I, it was kind of like a great lead up because like we don't get very many noon Chiefs games and anytime I watch the, so you get a good chance to watch the rest of the NFL slate when you get that Sunday night game against the Chargers you get the afternoon slate which was kind of a messy slate of games and then the earlier game which came down to the wire it is a reminder to me that teams will find ways to win ugly games once a year and the Chiefs win in roughly 700 different ways and they all work they can we can't run the ball we have to throw it 68 times win. We uh, turned the ball over three times and we got zero turnovers. Win. We uh, we were down double digits to start the fourth quarter. Win. All the things, all the constant mistakes, all the issues that would eventually drive teams to being 10, 11 win teams don't exist for the Chiefs. And I guess at this point, what I'm telling you is I forgive it. I'm not worried about it anymore because I've seen them win so many different complex ways in ways other teams lose that it's hard for me at this point to be critical of that because that's what I saw against the Jags yesterday. You and Nick, you guys played poker on Friday night, right? We did. You guys were playing poker, and we all know in poker there's different outs that you have. You're playing hold'em. 
the Chiefs have more outs than the other team in football. I think that's a great way to put it, right? They they have more outs than the other team in football. They have more possibilities it's to like go a find 50, a way to win. Like, like they're always but, down to aces, but they always have like straight flush draws yeah, available like, to them. Open-ended. They can win in more ways than anybody else. I, I agree with that. Now, minus three in turnover differential. That was the week. first time this year a team had won minus three. The, the Jags are the first team this year. It was 22-0, teams that were plus three in turnover differential. The Jags were the first team to lose. So yeah, They looked by 10. They didn't just lose. They were never close. They were never yeah. within two scores of the thing. So it's impressive they could win in that way. Now, um, against better competition in the postseason, I, I, I don't know how much you want to play with that fire necessarily of, oh, we can be this bad turnover. Those are Let's the type, find out. Those are the type of mistakes that will cost you a playoff game. Frankly, those are the type of mistakes that cost you the Colts game. Muff punt, a couple turnovers, missed extra points. Those are things that, to their credit, they overcame yesterday. But those are still things, I'm sure that's the number one thing you talk about, like, what are you trying to clean up? Like, that that stuff can't happen against the wrong. Against Cincinnati in a couple weeks, in the regular season game, that can't happen on the road in Cincy. That can't happen against the Bills, let's say, in a divisional round game. I, you know, we say that, they didn't play a perfect game against Buffalo either. Not that. Not three turnovers. The divisional round game? Well, that was No, just... no, not the divisional round game. This year, the regular this year, season. Yeah. Like I look at some of the good opponents they play, and they beat good opponents this way sometimes too. Not being mi- you know, not being not minus being minus three, three in the turnover differential. And I missed understand. extra points all the way around. Specifically that and... one. But I mean, they've won a lot of games and missed extra points or missed field goals or like the weirdness that exists inside of their games, in a, it, it impresses me. Because I know, I know when no matter what. No matter how good the Bills are, I'll take the Chiefs' best game against any other best game in the NFL because of Mahomes and Reed. Like, if you can just line me up and say the Chiefs are going to play their absolute best version today, that's it. It's done. It's over. Chiefs are winning. It's just, it's the all the in-between that they still win that impresses me. It's the stuff that, it's like that, because the Jags game, the Jags had never lost by more than eight this year. The Chiefs played a C-plus game, beat a team who hadn't lost by eight all year because the Jags aren't a great team, but they're not a laughing stock. They're not like playing a laughing stock team either. They have some talent. They do some things well. They're supposed to run the ball well and stop the run well. And Kansas City still ran out ahead and stayed ahead for the entirety of the game. This was an easy win by most NFL metrics. They were never within a single score. I was laughing at the game broadcast because Romo, there was like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and the Jags had a ball. He's like, this is a big drive. I'm like, no, it's not. They're down 10. They can score all they want oh, here. He, the game's over. It doesn't matter. I think Romo was This talk- game means nothing. I think Romo was talking about the spread. Yeah. I think he was talking about it's a big drive, whether or not the Jags are covering the nine and a half or not. And of course, if he's talking from a gambling perspective, then fine. Because that was important. If you, if you had him at nine and a half, and the Jags, of course, did not cover. The Chiefs ended up winning by 10. Up next, though, we'll get back into this defense. We haven't spent a whole lot of time on it yet today, but like you go through and you can pinpoint multiple areas. And I want to ask you guys about poker. I mentioned you guys did play poker. I need we to did. find out who actually won money on Friday night. Cody and Gold, brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. What these guys talk about between 10 and 2 is really important. Are you seriously going to sit here and say that is not a funny movie? Correct. I now assume you have the worst movie taste out of anyone on this uh, show. Shut Based up. on McGruber shut is an 8.5 out of 10. McGruber is hilarious. I never saw the actual film. I, I saw the SNL stuff, of course. You cannot but... call McGruber a film. That's an inappropriate. It's a movie. Oh, There's no way. Shut up. I don't even give it. 
You're a joke. <laughs> You're a joke, dude. Don't miss a minute. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Uh, Andy Reid not speaking today at noon. So normally you would hear from Andy Reid on a Monday here on 610. That will not be the case today. So just a heads up on that if you're wondering why uh, you won't hear it from Andy uh, around noon. We also are streaming for the first time uh, video-wise. Of course, we're always streaming on the Odyssey app. And, of course, you can listen as you always have. But if you want to watch the show, make fun of us a little bit and see how we all look, as most of you have already been doing that have found out the stream. That's on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch currently, right? So you can hear uh, you said you always want us to let us know. I'd like you to let you know right now, I would like you to wear the Nutcracker costume tomorrow for the live stream. So we'll get that out of Gold's car, and he can wear yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I think I have it in the car. Sound good? Sure. Look Perfect. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Don't care. Totally don't care. See, I still think you're letting him off the hook, Cody. <laughs> Why? If that means, if that means. Oh, that, but, but it's our live stream. It's, you know, it's, it's to good honor for it. the live stream. Mine was way worse. I was walking in around Westport. Westport in a Nutcracker well, costume. Well, the show's evolved since then. You know, the Chiefs' offense evolves. We've evolved as a show. Hmm. It's a really good point, Nick. If you really think about it, Gold. It's but also, he thing. has a much high, higher likelihood of running into like someone important in the building mm. wearing that costume versus strangers who think you look crazy. Would you rather your boss thinks you're crazy or strangers? Yeah, but at a radio station, I think the boss would understand you're clearly doing something for a you know for the uh, show. For a radio bit? Yeah. That's a good point. It's a little bit different. You mentioned evolving on the offensive side. I, I would argue that's what's going on with this defense as well. Like I would argue if you go through, how many different players yesterday do you think contributed to that defensive performance where they really not only did I think the Chiefs just completely outcoach the Jag staff both on offense and defense I thought, I thought both Spags and Andy Reid had a really good game from a scheme setup right I mean I think they, they kind of really schooled that coaching staff for the most part really confused Trevor Lawrence but I mean we were just talking about Carl Loftus last week like hey you need to do more like he was active he was noticeable yesterday I thought Chanel maybe had his best game as a Chief we can go through so many different guys yesterday you can pinpoint on defense had a key moment, a key bat down, a sack, a big tackle. This defense, this is how this is how they get better. If you're like, how do they get better? Well, it is still so many pieces that maybe hadn't even contributed yet in a huge way that we just now saw do in one football game. So you can you can maybe count on some different guys in, in different ways. Uh, this is maybe I know we talked about like what their best defensive performance of the seasons were, and they just were coming off a game in which they had not allowed a point in the second half against the Titans which they desperately needed, and they went pretty much the entire first half, not quite, that touchdown there at the end. Um, 
you know, cost them that. But they had went 12 consecutive offensive drives or defensive drives without allowing a score. This is the list of players that I, just I, can remember making a play yesterday. George Karloftis, I'll point him out first because I think that we were just talking about how he didn't stand out and he had two batted down passes. Dunlap, Chris Jones, Trent McDuffie, uh, Nick Bolton, Leo Chennault. I'm uh, missing somebody. Oh, uh, Colin, Colin Saunders. Saunders uh, Malik Herring, right? I mean, it's, I could, Justin Reed. I just named pretty much anyone who plays on defense. They all showed up yesterday. We talk a lot about offensive evolution because that is important. But from the last two game perspective, this defense is playing better as a unit now than they have at any particular point this year, which is a lot of what we talked about when I said I wanted them to improve as a defense because the defensive line got pressure the entire game. The, for the first time, maybe in a very long time is what it feels like. The way the Chiefs were playing on defense forced a team to play a way they didn't want to play. Now it was both. The Jaguars were running the ball well. They got behind, so they couldn't run it anymore. That happens all the time. Chiefs do that to teams. You can't keep giving it to Travis Etienne if you're down 14, 17, 20 points, right? You got to open it up and pass it. But what happened was they tried to go deep and had a little bit of success, right? They hit Marvin Jones on the sideline against McDuffie. They tried to go deep gold, but they couldn't keep doing it because the pressure from the D-line was so great, they forced the Jags into one-dimensional, one-short-dimension. The Jags only could do short-passing game. Yeah, and I and think, if that's all you got, then you're just not going to succeed. I think they really confused Trevor Lawrence at times. That's why I think Spags had, had a really good game plan yesterday against Jacksonville. And what you mentioned with Travis Etienne, on Friday we were talking about five straight games of Travis Etienne over 100, you know, over 100 yards, had you know three or four touchdowns in the last two or three weeks. Uh, and the Chiefs... Totally held him in check. He only had, what, 44, 45 yards. And some of that's because they were up, they, which is what you can do to teams sure. who rely on the running but game. In the, but that, that means that means you shut him down even when it, in the first half. I mean, yeah. this was a Jags team that ended up with the ball first because they tried an onside kick, and they, they recovered. They caught the Chiefs napping a little bit on the opening kickoff. Like you're like, okay, that's, if you're going to formulate an upset or some sort, you got to have plays like that go your way, and it broke that way for the Jags. But the, one of the most impressive possessions of the entire game defensively, you could argue – was that opening possession where the Jags got some momentum because of the onside recovery and the Chiefs ended up holding to the Jags to nothing, right? That that was huge. I think that was one of the biggest possessions because that kind of flipped the momentum that you thought Jacksonville could get right away that ended. I think it was just like, you know, the other time they dominated defensively, the defensive line was so good that everyone looked good, but like every level looked good. Bolton and Gay and Chanel, good. The, the defensive line, good. The secondary, good. Hell, I, I, would, I, I think I could argue that Sneed maybe got picked on the most out of the entire defensive backfield, out of the entire defense. Sneed might have been the most picked on in that game. And I know he's a solid NFL player, so so what? He got picked on one time in one game? Okay, I can live with that. That's acceptable. Like, it, it, it feels like they're starting to come together. I know there's probably some bigger point to be made about it, but the game yesterday really did prove how many guys can contribute for this defense versus let's please pray that three guys are good because Leo Chennault, I mean, he had been kind of quiet too. We just like, whatever, he's a third, fourth round pick. We'll just, you know, that's fine. If he shows up this year, cool, no big deal. But if he, you know, if they're going to have more depth like that, it just it provides, it provides more confidence that the defense will continue to get better. The one thing I really would like to see uh, with Carlos Dunlap, based on his performance, though, 
of the last couple of weeks is that even when Frank Clark comes back from suspension, which you he does, which he does on Sunday, I don't, I don't have any faith that they're actually going to start him over Frank. Uh, and, and in fact, Carlos Dunlap doesn't need to start. But whatever rotation that you were working before with Frank Clark and Dunlap, I think even if that wasn't the design initially to have Dunlap play more, I think he's earned it. I think he has been a difference maker. We know coming into KC, Carlos Dunlap historically in his career, like. Really good at batting down passes. He continue, consistently ranks it, and we've seen it time and time again. And he's getting after the quarterback a little bit. So I wouldn't mind rotating him a little bit more with Frank Clark than what they were doing prior to the suspension. That's fine. Frank Clark, nobody's saying to bench him. That, that'd be silly. But ro- rotating-wise, yeah, may- maybe give a few more snaps to Carlos Dunlap because I've been impressed. He's healthy. Kling mentioned that last week. We were talking to him. Of course, Josh on the sideline. And he, he says, you know, maybe Dunlap wasn't as healthy early on in the season, and we're starting to see him healthy. It's amazing what happens. You know, Chris Jones, fully healthy this year, looks great, looks dominant, looks all pro-like. Carlos Dunlap maybe wasn't right the first couple weeks. He's healthy, and you're seeing the guy that consistently normally is, what, a, an eight-sack guy in the NFL. They, you know, the Frank Clark thing is actually interesting in relation to the defense because he was on his best two-game stretch, and we're like, well... I mean, now they're going to have to do it without one of the guys playing better on the defense right now. Did we even notice? Anybody knows Frank Clark was gone? No, I think that's a credit. That's a credit to all the guys so we just mentioned that have stepped up. I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not even trying to mean that as a knock on Frank Clark, who was actually playing good football before. If anything, that's encouraging. There's probably a bigger conversation. This will be this Sunday the most complete version of the Chiefs we've seen since Week One. They'll have everyone except for the guy they. Well, maybe not Juju. Okay, well, it might be next week. There's a chance, though depending on what happens with that injury, that we'll get a good view of where the Chiefs are. Defensively, it definitively will be because they haven't had Trent McDuffie on the field since the second half. And while Turk Warden is an important player, he's not the end-all be-all of what we're discussing in relation to that as far as that. And Colin Saunders has played so good in his absence that it makes me, once again, revisiting the Therese Paler contract years undefeated talk because, man, Colin, I guess you're trying to get some money somewhere because... He's playing like the guy who was drafted in the third round. Kind of forgot he's a third round pick, didn't you? Because for a while, he never really showed up like a guy who was maybe going to play like that. He's been really good for Kansas City. It's been a fun run for the defense. And then you have another newcomer, though, on the offensive side of the ball that that suddenly has everybody kind of rethinking what the the actual production could be this year. When they traded for Kadarius Toney, uh, I think we acknowledged we had talked about like this is a long-term play, and I still think it is a long-term play. You have him under control if you want him for three and a half years. If you include the fifth-year option, he's a first-round pick, a former first-round pick with the Giants, and he was going to play a role next season in this offense based off of the way the numbers were looking. Well, now after what we just saw yesterday, it is hard to imagine him not having a role this year. I understand McCole Hartman was out, and so that naturally we all thought going into the game – meant most likely more touches for him. Maybe we thought there's an outside chance Justin Watson would get some more looks. Initially, Justin Watson was getting the the McCole Hardman snaps. They took one shot to Watson, I think, in the the game. Our thing is still Um, so close. He's on pace for 211 yards. Very close. It's going to come down to the wire. I I think I joked with you, because you and I have a bet on Watson over or under 200 yards receiving. To me, it'll come down to the final game of the year, where if the Chiefs don't have to have their starters in, if Justin Watson gets to start with Chad Henney against the Raiders on January 8th, that might hurt you. I'm going to need the rest of the AFC to keep this Uh, in close, I guess. We'll, We'll see, but but in all seriousness, with, with Tony Lee, it's not just that Hardman was hurt, so he got an opportunity. I think he has shown enough in the small sample size, very small, acknowledging that sample size, that you got to find ways to, to keep him involved. Just, he, he, the, the athleticism and the playmaking ability flashes, Cody. It's not just the, oh, well, this is what they thought he was out of college. 
we're see- we're actually seeing what the Giants clearly thought he could be. Just natural ability is what we've seen to this point. Because the one touchdown, like I don't think it's not so much that he got a touchdown in the game. He was wide open. I mean, n- schemed up, wide open. He was all by McCall himself. McCall Hartman, more open than that. Sky Moore, whoever was going to score on that one touchdown. But I'm talking about not only the jet sweep, I'm talking about the great catch he made in the second half of that game where that was just pure athleticism. It's been a while since I've seen somebody uh, other than Tyreek Hill go up and get a football the way Tony did on that play. I mean, very simply put, I, I, again, I wasn't, I had some questions about the trade, but we can get back to that. At some other point, you guys can make fun of me for my initial diagnosis of it because certainly now I can understand even more so the reasoning. If I made you rank the Chiefs wide receivers one through seven based on athleticism, where do you think Tony ranks? First, right? He's their most athletic wide receiver? Probably. It's first. Yeah, it is. Probably. It just is. Okay, so why'd you ask then? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to know if you guys felt the same. <laughs> you got a different answer? Fine. Take take uh, Marcus Kemp. I think Nick McCall Scott Marcus pretty, Kemp is the best McCall, athlete on I the team. I still think McCall's pretty damn athletic. But I, I get your point. I don't totally disagree. But yeah. I haven't run but, them all through the spark test. What the, the hell the is that me? Oh. Yeah, that's how they judge athleticism. Okay. But you, like you were going to run them through your well, personal no, like spark it, test no, or what? No, I feel like it was one of those those things where you asked the question just so you could say the answer, you know? Yeah, it was, Nick. That was kind of the point of the entire conversation. Just trying to drive towards something. <laughs> he had 100 yards in his first game total. <laughs> McCole Hardman, to the point this year, has 330 yards. It took him two games to equal a third of his production. I do think that they're going to use him more than I thought. We said sure looks like it. When we when he signed here, we all gave a number for how many yardage we thought total yardage, rushing and receiving. We thought that Kadarius Tony would finish with. We all said around 200. Doesn't really matter what the numbers are. We were somewhere yeah, between the, the, 170 and 220 yards. Mm-hmm. We're all off. We were all too low. Because if he's going to put up 120 yards in his first two games in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform, between the two games and the first one of which he only played 9 snaps, he's going to factor in the leap the leaping catch, the way he got to the edge on the end of rounds, just you can see his athleticism and skill immediately. You can, and the Hardman injury that has caused more playing time. Now, unfortunately, maybe a Juju maybe injury. Yeah. It certainly got him more snaps in this game on Sunday. Maybe it does on this coming Sunday if, if Juju's unable to go. As we know, he's in concussion protocol. We don't have any update on that. We won't have an update probably until Wednesday, and even then, I don't know how much of an update we'll really get, guys, until maybe, maybe Friday uh, heading into... Uh, the weekend for for that game. Well, it'll take him at least um, until Friday at the earliest to clear concussion protocol sure. just based on how the Sunday through Monday stuff works. And so for Tony, I believe at least how I viewed him for this season was last year we all got excited with the Josh Gordon acquisition and we learned that Josh Gordon just never became anything in this system. And so naturally there was some expectations being tempered. And I think that was in large part, the, the thought process around Tony. Um, but this is great for the short term, and it also has to make you feel better in the small sample size already about what perhaps he can be for this offense next year, whether Juju's back, whether he's not back. Is he the number two receiver next year for this offense? Is he the number three receiver for this offense next year? Is he simply going to be McCall Hardman next the year? The point for is this he matters this? to this offense. We weren't even a guarantee yeah. that he was going to matter yeah. in the offense. What about this year, though? Because we know how life in the NFL is. Kadarius Tony may not have played all that much yesterday if it weren't for the McCole Hardman yeah. injury. He did get to play, and he made the most of it. And if those opportunities are going to continue to be there, if Juju has to miss some time, we'll see what happens with McCole. 
he could end up stealing a role this season. The Chiefs got infinitely harder to guard yesterday. Because no matter what, no matter what combination, whatever you've studied the Chiefs on tape for this entire time, now you're like, oh, cool. A completely different thing we didn't anticipate. Tony Manners, apparently. And I think the rest of the NFL probably had that moment briefly yesterday to be like, really? Because, again, you couldn't, I don't, I, I would argue that you couldn't have for sure seen this level of success coming that easily. There was no example of players leaving their team that quick or inside of two and a half years just going to another team and being a success. There's the Randy Moss stories where they were great, yeah. ended up on a team, were bad, ended up back on a good team, and were good again. That happens in the NFL all the time. But normally, when you flame out as a first or second round pick from your team inside of two and a half years, that's it. Yeah, I'll you still, are at best a role player for your team. I'll still maintain his situation was different because it wasn't failing for two and a half years and then got traded as a former first round pick. And you're right. Those guys typically don't turn out to, to fix it by the time they go to another destination. But he was still inside of a year of being drafted. And I think that was the difference or is the difference in his situation. He didn't suck for two years with the Giants. He played in like 10 games for And we them. couldn't really know what he was and, and, with the Giants because their offense was so inept. We never got a good view other than he was their second leading receiver on a very bad team. So really, really promising sign, of course, yesterday for Kadarius Toney, both in the short term, yes, but also making you feel better about three and a half years of control if they wanted that they could have for Tony in the future. As we mentioned a couple times, we are streaming. Uh, I'm watching the Facebook comments. Yes, those of you, I do see those comments. I must read the couple of them, though, oh, no. that are coming are in for mean? those that are video streaming mean. our show. Um, Nick, have you seen them? Uh, let me read a couple. Uh, let's see here. First off, they're all directed at Nick, which really isn't. I don't know why they're attacking you, Nick, but they are. It's fine. Someone says, now I see Nick's face. I see why people don't like him. It's a punchable <laughs> face if I've ever seen one. Wait, I didn't know people didn't like me. Someone else says, Nick's like CEH on the sidelines, just begging to get a play in as they see you. Because <laughs> on, 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 on the video stream. We have equal thirds. Uh-huh. But someone sometimes you're just standing there. Someone else says, watching, Co they say, Cody's delayed. I'm, my voice is in sync, but Cody's delayed. Speaking feels like you're watching a foreign film. Imagine someone is translating him from French. It's a party trick. I can just do that naturally. It's not okay, the video well at then, all. Can you stop the trick? No. Because <laughs> no. people don't seem to enjoy it. Well, there's nothing I can do about it at this exact moment. So next, I guess. Next someone comment. Someone says, Cody, you need to talk slower so you don't out-talk the video speed. So you need to... <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> Yeah. Is that how technology works? I don't think it works it. that way. People are saying to ask Nick something. Yeah, right, it looks guys, like Cody streaming, hey, streaming from the an Chiefs, iPhone 4 is the, what someone said. The, <laughs> I don't think iPhone 4 is good. I think this camera is just having a little more trouble than the other two. I think what happened is we you broke the damn camera. You moved it and stuck it right up against your beard, yes. and you destroyed it. That, since then, That's it's exactly been worse. Maybe it needs like a firmware update or something. I guess I'll check into that after the show. Nick, uh, the Chiefs took a gamble on Kadarius Tony. Let's ask you a question. Okay. How did your gambling go on Friday when we played poker together? Lost it all, baby. <laughs> but <laughs> that's gambling. That's poker. You know, you, you don't win them we very were often. Predicting on Friday who would win, I, I think for sure, I, I think I did say I didn't think Nick or Pete would win. Now, you told me Pete did well. Pete how won did, quite how a bit. did you do? I won like 40 bucks. 50 how, is, bucks. how is he as a host for the poker game? Good host. Good what? host. Lots of snacks, lots of drinks and beverages. Did he did he make anything homemade or was it all I didn't this time. Nope. Not enough Smart. time. All no, prepackaged. And nobody's sick. There were Doritos. <laughs> I, I, had a, sick. I had a lot of Doritos. See, nobody got sick. This is smart, Cody. Don't don't beer, make I put stuff. out all my kids' Halloween beer candy. Fridge was fully oh, stocked. Smart. Yeah. Smart with the Halloween candy. That's mm -hmm. a smart move. No, yeah, good uh good time. You just lost. That's all.
Yeah, but I lose all the time in poker. It's poker. Did you think that there was one particular person you should have stopped playing against? And was that person Pete? No, I was. <laughs> I heard that Pete, uh, his fortunes changed. He lost all of his money almost instantly upon arriving because he was the last person there. Immediately sat down, lost all of his money, bought back in, and I heard that his fortunes turned. The guy and Alex nailed it on Friday. The guy that I wish I would have just stayed away from the entire night, Matt Derrick. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like such. He's like the friendliest guy ever, but also <laughs> he, you can tell he's really good at poker, and you let his sort of friendly demeanor convince you to make a call. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll go That's in against him. He's like, nope. Yeah, I've never played against Matt in poker, but I yeah, on Friday I was that. I've heard. I've heard. I mean, that you're the way you laid it out there is exactly what it is with Matt. So okay, glad to hear. It went I won. Well for I some won a very you. small amount. Uh, I was busted once by Pete's suck out, but that was it. Mm. And I had to buy back in, and I won my money back, and then won a little money. It went fine. Yeah, it was not a fruitful evening for me. You might have lost the most out of everyone at the damn. table. I think you might have lost the most. Yeah, but you know what? You had the most. Fun. <laughs> I made a lot of memories <laughs> and some new friends along the way. <laughs> so who's the real winner? That's a good point, Nick. Tough to say. I mean, financially or friendship-wise, it varied. You know, it varies a little bit. Yeah. Or any of the Facebook comments? Complimentary? Positive? No. Uh, one is Nick looks great. You the man. Whoa. From Jace. Wow. Someone else. I'm Dennis. The man, boys. Dennis says, "Poor Nick. He doesn't deserve this." Cody does. And also, someone says, "So wait, Nick will eat Doritos, but still won't eat a damn hamburger from McDonald's." Okay, that is. Everyone will eat Doritos. Everyone eats Doritos. I, don't like Doritos. Yeah, but you eat plain tortilla chips, so. Yep, Tostitos. They're not plain. Yeah, to me, here's what's funny. Okay. Here. Hold on. Okay. To okay, me, the Lay's potato chip is far more plain than the Tostitos chip. What? They are yes. both chip with salt. They don't. Cor- one is made from tortilla, corn. Right. One is made from potato. The Lay's potato chip. <laughs> By the way, nothing wrong with the regular Lay's potato chip. You just like saying, the flavor of corn better than potato. But the Tostitos chip is no different than someone has. Like Carrington literally had a promo running for, maybe it still is, saying how the best thing at a barbecue, all you need is a bag of Lay's original chips. He has a promo saying that that's, that's the best thing. That's all th- you need? He said, that's all I need is a nice bag of ba- these regular Lay's chips. Is what There's a promo. Ran on the station well, you're for a saying, while. Gold wants to change society. In society, we've accepted that corn tortilla chips go with salsa or cheese or other dips. I like queso. And Gold would like Tostitos to become the new Lay's and that we should all accept them yeah. as the yeah. plain chip of they, choice. They are the When plain. we've already accepted plain chi- plain he, potato he, and ruffle chips as the plain chip. Here's the other part. Like in our little company vending machine area that has still that egg salad sandwich that nobody will eat. Dude, it's best there, my day there is, tomorrow. <laughs> there's <laughs> bags of Tostitos and there's some salsa and queso. We are on the radio, and now you guys can see it. It's kind of hard for me to be doing chips and salsa and, que- and salsa and queso during the show. It's hard enough to eat the chips. So, yeah, if I'm at home or if I'm at a Mexican restaurant, I'm absolutely ordering the espinaca. I'm damn right. And I would love espinaca during the show. That sounds great. There's a, Just a random there's a, of <laughs> If you want to go grab some, there's a place right down the street. I will eat it. But it, it, it's not as realistic as just eating the chips out of the bag, you know? Really getting right. to the heart of the matter today. Uh-huh. Someone else, Ben, says, I do want a close-up of Cody during the What's Your Fantasy segment later this week just to see his uncomfortable facial expressions. Yeah, this is going to be... That'll be Wednesday, be right? Fun. I think we should light some candles, maybe <laughs> turn the lights down low. For what's Make your it uncomfortable fantasy? for everyone. Okay. We could turn the lights off. It'd be I really like dark. That. We could do that. Put some candles on the really, table. It'd be yeah. really dark when we do that. But sure. Yeah. Set the mood. I think that's really what we need to go with. Set the mood. Get a glass of Hennessy. Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs>
Nick did, by the way. Good guest. Oh. He brought a bottle of whiskey. Mm. Okay. That's nice. a, that's a thank you. Smart move. The least I could do. He did say he'd been sitting on it for several years, well, but he did bring it. Let's not get bogged down there. I brought a gift. Now, did you bring the same? What kind of whiskey? Uh, it was uh, called Peg Leg Porker. I'd never had it. Okay. Good. Yeah, it was. I drank like a, too much. Oh. Well, well, it was like the closest bottle to me, so thing, I could drink it without having to get up. You were, so. you were hosting. You were at your house. Who cares if you got drunk? You didn't have to go anywhere. You, have to go, you just got to go late, go to bed right after. That's what happened. So, yeah, you're good. I think yeah, that's exactly what you're the one hosting. That's the benefit of hosting holiday things. So you can drink all you want. It's not a problem. Because you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Just, just somewhere else in the same building. What time did you go to bed? Three. Ooh. Nick left at like 12.30. We kept I was going to say, I was, the first, I was the first one to leave we, at 12.30. 12.30. We played till probably 2.30, maybe 3. Damn. I don't know. We played pretty late. It was, a, it was a tough turnaround in the morning. The kids wanted, like, things. They mostly wanted me they to, They like, wanted a father, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, wanted yeah. one of those, yeah. Uh, up next, yeah. we'll get to what's trending, and then... Talk about Juju, who, of course, had the scary hit, but what MVS had to say about it and what I think is clear about the NFL when it comes to those situations. Next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent your own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.